Hey guys, today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out with a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in the class just like you would in a live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or you're newer now, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's code POD, P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor, and welcome to the last episode of 2020. I can't believe that it's literally the end of the year. It's the last Wednesday of the year, and here we are. 2020 is wrapping up. You have officially survived it. Everyone can just take a huge sigh of relief, take a deep breath, and go, okay, we did that. And I know it feels crazy to think that this super long year is over, but honestly, I feel like it went pretty fast. I know you guys have probably listened to a bunch of different 2020 recaps slash getting ready for the new year, but I figure that this was the best way to conclude this year. I mean, it's been a crazy year for all of us, but especially for the podcast with it just starting in 2020, I thought it'd be super interesting to go through how our 2020s went. Um... Yeah, and as I was looking through 2020 and thinking about how I wanted to conclude the year and what the season would look like, there was a lot of negatives, obviously. There were so many things that maybe I didn't get to do or that I wish I had done or that I missed out on or things that looked different, but that's not helpful for you guys. You don't want to sit here for the entire episode and hear about all the negative things that happened in 2020. I mean, you guys know there was tons of negative things that happened for y'all. Negative things that happened for me this year looked different than literally any other year prior. But I think in true She's Going Places fashion, the best way to conclude the year is to talk about the best parts of 2020. Because believe it or not, I think that there are a lot of highs of this year. And now I'm not trying to in any way any, any, any way trying to minimize the horrible things that happened this year. I know probably tons of you lost family members or maybe your parents lost their jobs. Maybe you lost your jobs. Maybe you can't go back to your university. I know that there, there has been some tough stuff this year and I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize that at all, but I would like to encourage everybody. And I hope this episode does that encourages you to look at the positives of this year and just try and find something to be grateful for because I feel like our heart posture and how we look at the, like, our outlook on life is entirely based on us. So if we sit here and focus on all the negative things of 2020, well, then of course we're going to think this year was awful. But I'm here to tell you some of my best parts of 2020, and I hope that you'll sit down and do the same. Okay, let's hop in to the best parts of 2020. 2020 started with the beginning of my spring semester. This was one of the best parts. Just being on campus at Samford, I definitely can, like, look back at those pictures and be like, wow, I took that for granted. Like, just being there, like, looking through all those pictures, and there's not a mask in sight, and I was just at Samford. I was so excited to be back. I was living in the 80 Pie house. I was 
literally doing whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. It was just a happy time and getting to go through and scroll through my pictures and just see little moments of getting to spend time with such a huge volume of people. I was like, wow, that definitely was a high because at the, I didn't know it was a high, but it definitely, definitely, definitely was a high. So being back on campus was amazing and just having all of that specific time like to invest in relationships in person definitely a high stepsing if people who are from Sanford you guys know what stepsing is but for all of my non-Sanford people it was just a it's a really big Sanford tradition and it's like different like Greek organizations or non-Greek organizations put on this like big performance it's super duper fun and just looking at those pictures and seeing that 75 of us all piled onto a stage together and there was like an audience of over a thousand people there and we were all together and we all got to pile in like that was definitely a high of 2020 once again you just didn't realize it at the time so that was wonderful my family got to come to Sanford and visit my grandpa got to see Sanford my grandpa and my brother got to see Sanford for the first time Hunter came in it was just seriously such a happy weekend another part of my spring semester that I loved is I went to JH Outback with Kenzie and that was just such a fun memory we got to, as as hard as it was while it was happening I'm sure if you guys have listened from the beginning of she's going places you guys have heard some of our camping story but it was just an absolute nightmare we were utterly unprepared to camp but it seriously was one of my favorite memories of 2020 because it was a lot of good alone time with Ken's a lot of bonding with Ken's um us camping and road tripping and just spending time together. So that was amazing. And then my last section of being back at Sanford was our Roaring Twenties date party. It was Great Gatsby themed one. My great friends Maddie planned it. It was so, so, so much fun. And once again, it's just looking back at like January to February and be like, wow, I took those two months for granted for sure. And just what life looked like then. So those were definitely highs of 2020, and I'm super grateful for those. Next is spring break. <laughs> this is like the beginning of the end, but spring break was a lot of fun. I got to bring some of my best friends down to West Palm, and they got to come home with me and see all of my places, and they were there for a week, and we got to go to Miami, and we got to go to the beach, and we got to do all these different things, and that was like our my last big thing before quarantine. Like, they all went home in a bit of a frenzy being like, oh my god, quarantine is happening. Like, what is life going to look like? And we were thinking, okay, we won't be at school for three weeks. That's so sad. And so it, it was just a weird time. But spring break was just like the end of normal life as we had known it. So once again, one of the best parts of 2020. Next part. <laughs> my next best part of 2020 is quarantine. And I know you guys are like, Taylor, I was really hoping you would skip over this part. But the reason why I loved quarantine is because I had a lot of time to have to sit with myself. Like when you're at school or when you're busy with your job or at your university or even when you're still in high school, you keep yourself so busy that you kind of just don't have time to to just be and to sit with yourself. And so that's why I'm, I've heard of so many people, like, couples breaking up because all of a sudden they just kind of had to sit and, like, do a real evaluation of their relationship or they, like, realize, oh, my God, I, I hate my job or I don't like my college major. Or there was, everyone had a lot of epiphanies <laughs> over quarantine. And so I love that because I love being self-reflective. I just 
struggle to have time to do that when I'm busy. Like, that definitely gets put on the back burner. So it was a really good set amount of time to just slow down and have a break and just breathe. Even though it wasn't, it wasn't really asked for, I think we all kind of needed it. We needed, it might have been a little bit longer than what we needed or longer than what we wanted, but I think it was really good for us to just be. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but I struggle with that. Just being and just like living in the moment and being grateful for every single day that you have. I loved that about quarantine. I loved getting to spend time with my family. I loved being back home with my brother. I loved like just being back home, getting to spend time with Hunter. There was there were so many things. Yeah, I mean, the thing about with Hunter, like, A, being home made me have hard conversations. I had to have hard conversations with myself about, like, who I am and, like, my faith and where I'm at, and I had to evaluate a lot in my life. I had to have hard conversations in different relationships that I was having. I was having to communicate in different ways with my friends from school. But then also, it made me sit down and have a post-grad plan because... Hunter and I really struggled. Like, we were like, okay, we know. And it's so cool, honestly, just sitting here, literally recording in my mom's closet, being able to sit here and think about what March and April looked like, or even into May, where Hunter and I would sit there for hours and just, like, hash out how we were going to make us work. And it's crazy to sit here at the end of the year saying, we came to a conclusion. Like, we figured it out. We have a plan. We're engaged to be married. Like, oh my gosh, like, talking, like, it's, it's kind of weird for me to sit here and be like, wow, there was a moment, not where I thought that Hunter and I were going to break up, but there was a moment where I sat there, I was like, I don't know how we're going to make this work, and there's no way that we're going to be able to get married anytime soon, because we both just had different things that we wanted to accomplish before we were both ready to settle in the same place. Um, so that we had a lot of kinks to work out. So it made us figure out a post-grad plan. We really had to sit down. And this was probably a process from like April to August of us really wrestling with what post-grad was going to look like. I mean, I had to figure out if I was going to go to grad school and then what kind of grad school. Like I was thinking, do I want to go to grad school for PR? Do I want to go to law school? Do I want to get my MBA? Like there was all of these options. Hunter had to figure out if he was going to go to grad school for civil engineering. He needed to figure out if civil engineering was still the right kind of engineering for him. We had to figure out how are we going to make different schools work in the same city. We were trying to, like, cross-examine which, like, universities have, like, ranked engineering and PR slash law slash MBA programs. I mean, there was a point where we were like, do we keep doing long distance? Like, there was so many decisions to make. And, and I think because of quarantine, I mean, without quarantine, we were really ignoring the fact that we had big decisions to make. But then once we got home, we were like oh, we, we have some decisions to make. Like, oh, oh, we are, so, we were about to be juniors in college. And if, uh, and like all of a sudden time started catching up to us and we realized we had a lot less time to figure it out than we had thought. So we definitely had to figure out a post-grad plan, which we did. And then honestly, quarantine is when I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I wanted to marry Hunter. And, and that might quite possibly be the best part of 2020. That might, that might be the peak. Because at that point, I was watching us have to learn how we were going to compromise for each other and like how not, I don't even want to word it because I don't want you guys being like, oh my gosh, you gave up so much for him. But it's like, how much was I willing to give up for him? And if you know me, 
you know, or really this is mostly speaking to Taylor from high school. I was not a compromiser in high school. Like when it came to my dreams, my goals, my plans, like I had a goal. I had a list. I had a dream. I had, I had ideas and it was like, I will run you over with a truck before you get in the way of me accomplishing my dreams. And, and all of a sudden during quarantine, I had to sit back and think, it's not that I'm giving up my dreams for Hunter. It's that now because of Hunter, my dreams are changing. And this is me just preaching to the girl listening that might be in the same situation or that you are so obsessed with accomplishing a hundred things and people are, because I got so much flack about this idea of like giving something up for boys because I had seen it before and I promised myself that I would never be that girl that would give up, give up her dreams to like go settle down and get married early. (laughs) I kind of just want to like slap that girl in the face and be like, no, 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 that's not it at all. Like, you've gotten it wrong the entire time. It's not that you're giving things up for someone. It's that your your dreams start to change and your wants. And, like, as I was... I, and it wasn't even falling more and more in love with Hunter. It was just once I started picturing my life with him, like, when it came down to it, my dreams and goals and ambitions and this, like, Google Doc <laughs> list of what I wanted to accomplish would would that be as fulfilling without Hunter? And I know that's a weird question to ask yourself, but I had to sit there and think to myself, okay, it's it's Hunter or it's these dreams. And I had to look and say, well, if I become a published author or a foreign correspondent, will those things feel as fulfilling if that meant I wasn't with Hunter? And the answer was no. And so I had to sit there and kind of rework this puzzle that I had already put together. So it was definitely the time when I realized that that was who I wanted to be with and what I wanted to do. So that was honestly <laughs> so happy and so exciting. And it's it's like a quick way, I guess, right now while I'm reflecting, it's like instant gratification, even though it wasn't at the time, like it's been months, but I can sit there and be like, wow, I was really confused and April and now in December I have complete clarity. So that's really cool. The next best part of 2020 was obviously she's going places. You guys know the story, you know how this came to be, and you know how grateful I am for you guys. But it took me slowing down to realize that there was this area where I wasn't being fulfilled creatively. And I I knew I never wanted to be an influencer like that was just something I had never desired but I knew I had skill sets in that area and I was like I'd always like kicked around like having a YouTube channel but and because I just like loved that space I've loved YouTube I love content creation like I love it but I was like that's just not me and then all of a sudden when she's going places came to mind it just was like the stars aligned it was the perfect perfect plan and it was it was the passion project that I needed to get me through quarantine but obviously it has outlasted quarantine quite a bit. And here we are. It's December. She's Going Places has been around for like six or seven months, which is just absolutely... We're closer to She's Going Places being around for a year than we are from its beginning. So that's just absolutely insane. And it's all because of you guys that She's Going Places is, is as fulfilling as it is. I'm so excited for 2020 and what we're going to be able to offer as a show as I'm really starting to be able to prioritize it and, like, ramp up production 
<laughs> I actually have a real microphone now, so <laughs> that's exciting. Hope you guys notice the quality difference. Um, having more guests, doing more interviews, um, having more pre-planned episodes, being able, having more advertisements so I'm able to do more for the show. Like, just making the show a little bit more legit, so I'm super duper excited about that. So definitely highlight of 2020. This podcast seriously changed my life. Next highlights of 2020 is really going back to school. I know, I feel like I have a lot of highlights, but I'm serious. As I was able to reflect through my year, I was like, wow, there was actually a lot of really good things that happened. So going back to school, it was a new way of living, but I was so much more appreciative for going back when I was like, I literally, I could get locked in this apartment with my three roommates and not see another single soul. And I'm grateful to be back because I just took those relationships for granted before and like, then I didn't. So a lot of quality roomy time. I started to appreciate the little things like we didn't have to go out all the time. I was happy to have a game night. I was happy to have someone to just come sit on the couch with me. I was happy to be walking around Sanford's campus and to smile at somebody, even if it was under a mask. So, loving the little things. We had, speaking of little things, I loved Big Little. I got two of the sweetest grand littles. I literally love them so much. And so, that was super happy. I got to visit Indiana and just go hang out there for a long weekend with Hunter. That was amazing. People's birthdays, just getting to celebrate them and just do fun things. My birthday, like, it was just so happy. We started going to a karaoke place and that was just the best. The Oh, and then to conclude my semester, um, some of my best guy friends from home and Hunter came and visited on our last weekend. And that was such a highlight of the semester. So, all in all... This semester was an amazing time. Of course, we had our COVID scares and we were frustrated with the process. And there was plenty of times where we had to say no to a lot of things, just trying to be safe. And like, obviously, like sorority events and like life on campus was different. But I just listed a bunch of really good things. So, reminder to find the really good things. And then to conclude my year, I got engaged. I mean, seriously. Oh, now I feel bad. Okay, hold on. I know I said me figuring out I wanted to marry Hunter was the best part of 2020, but then also getting engaged. I feel like they go together. Like, figuring out you want to and then actually doing it. You know, they definitely go together. But getting engaged on November 30th was the happiest. And I've been doing wedding stuff all day, so it's just... And here's me, once again, being able to just talk out loud. I, I swear, recording these episodes is like therapy to me because I'm just literally talking through everything but today was kind of a hard day and I was really frustrated about wedding stuff and I don't know just getting very easily stressed out and as I'm sitting here I'm like girl you're engaged to literally like the love of your life and you're like in literally in the most exciting season ever so you need to be grateful so that was a good little check for me but the engagement was so happy. All of my best friends came in and surprised me, and they got to hang out in West Palm, which was seriously a highlight of 2020. I get to wedding plan. See what I said? I get to. Um, and do all of these. Really, it's so, so, so much fun, and sometimes I need to be reminded of that. You just know how I am. I'm such a perfectionist, so if, like, things aren't, like, flowing together, like, absolutely perfectly, I'm, like, a stress ball. So, you remind myself, wedding planning, I get to do it. So happy. And then, Hunter and I got to go on a huge trip for his birthday slash us getting engaged. Like, it was just perfect timing. We got to do that, and that was so much fun. So, I just listed a bunch of amazing things that happened for tw during 2020. I didn't include any of the negatives because none of you want to hear them. And don't get me wrong, there definitely were some 
really low lows of this year, but I just sat here for 20 minutes and rambled about so many highs. So this is your encouragement, and honestly my encouragement as well, is that our mindset on the year, like we can make it however poor or however great we want it to be. Um, I think especially for the 2020 high school seniors just went to college and like you guys feel like the most gypped ever. It's just when you are able to sit back and reflect, that's just an example. Like, oh my gosh, well, I got to go to university and I, I at least I got to graduate. Like, there's certain things, it's just the get-tos instead of the have-tos or I got, I missed out on, you know? So, 2020, as crazy as you've been, I am so grateful for you. And it's just another year to grow. I think we get so hung up on, like, these years. Here's another thing. And maybe you guys are just equally as frustrated with this idea of, like, I know I used to be so attached to this, like, fresh restart jumping into the new year, and I would be like, oh, it's the new year, it's gonna be, 2020 is gonna be my best year yet, or 2021 is gonna be the best year yet, and I would compartmentalize, but really, like, what changes on the day-to-day? Like, I get so hung up on doing that, and then if something off happens in January, it's like, oh, 2021 is ruined and that's not true like life keeps going on hopefully like god willing like you have so many years so you can't just like act I don't know I don't want you to just like negate the entire year because there was good things that's essentially all I'm going to say about that so now's the part where I'm about to be your biggest biggest hype girl and we're going to get inspired and get excited for 2021 okay ready I'm about to hype you up I feel like I'm either like your best friend like sitting next to you like ready to like get you ready like a coach in the locker room I don't know just get those vibes clear the negative air take a deep breath 2020 is over let's go 2021 there's nothing like a fresh start so I guess my biggest advice for you getting inspired in the new year and I feel like this year is the easiest to get inspired because you're like anything's gonna be better than what just happened so Getting inspired in the new year, I really want to encourage you all to focus on the good. And by by saying focus on the good, it's all of the it's the little things, and that's really what this year taught me is that the best parts of life are the are the little moments, are the the small things. Because today, this year, the big things were taken away from us, and guess what? The small things felt really good. So be encouraged and focus on the good. It's all about your outlook on life. Like, you could go in and say, well, COVID's not completely gone, so 2021's gonna be awful too. No, it's things are getting better, there's a vaccine, life's going on, people are adapting, we're getting used to it. Like, changing your outlook instead of being so negative, like, you are in charge of how your mind thinks about things. So if you only use negative words, of course you're gonna think everything's negative, but just notice how Highly, I spoke of 2020. If someone out of context listened to this episode, they'd be like, oh, that was a pretty normal year because I was able to take out these little nuggets of good and focus on them. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do is focus on the good things throughout the whole year. Next is an important reminder that you're not promised tomorrow. Like if this year has taught us anything, it's you need to live in the present and I'm the queen of living in the future. And it's just so important to just sit down and breathe and really, 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 really remind yourself you're not promised tomorrow. So I want you to be able to look at your life every single day of 2021, January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd, and be like, if I died tomorrow, would I be content with my life? 
And I know that's a huge question to wrestle with. I know that's like a, a weird topic because I'm sure a lot of you are like, no, like I'm not done. There's still so many things I have to do. Like for me, I'm like, I don't know if I'm planning a really great wedding. I don't know if I'm ready to die before it happens. You know what I'm saying? But it's about finding contentment in the Lord and contentment in the life that you have. And so seriously, seriously, and I try to do this, but of course I slip up about it. And I guess you could call this, I hate using the word New Year's resolution, so I'm not going to. But like my motto of the year is seriously living every life. And when I lay my head down on the pillow, am I content? <laughs> this is so morbid, but like, am I content be that being my last day? And I think that helps you put your days in perspectives, like getting into a fight with someone or getting stressed about gossip or being annoyed at your mom or fighting with your boyfriend. Like, are you content with that being it when you go to sleep? So don't, this is just, everyone always talks about this, like, don't go to sleep angry, don't go to sleep discontent, like, live your life, okay? Like, go to sleep happy with the life that you have, and then you're so much more grateful for the days you get to have. So, that is my biggest suggestion on being inspired. Next big thing is your best year is only determined by you. You cannot control anything that happens around you. You can't control what I do. You can't control what your bestie does. You can't control what your professor does. You can't control what your roommate does. All you can do <laughs> is literally do you. So you should just have your best year yet. And I think you should every year you should try to top the next year. I think that's just a great way to live. But you're entirely in control. Of <clears throat> you are entirely in control of that. So do it. Like, a bad year in a global pandemic has not kept you from working on yourself, growing closer to the Lord, being intentional with your relationships. Like, girl, you could pick up the phone, getting fit slash eating healthy. Like, but did you do all of those things? Like, I'm sure you can sit there and be like, oh my gosh, because of COVID, I wasn't able to meet my fitness goals. It's like, is that an excuse? Because I'm pretty sure there's those Chloe Ting workouts were out there. Like, there was plenty to do from home. And I'm pretty sure you didn't have to run through the Chick-fil-A drive-thru every day of quarantine. If you did, I hear you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think we make excuses for the environment around us. And we have this idea that we are bound to the, these constraints. So we just make excuses. This year, don't make excuses. Whatever comes at you and whatever 2021 throws at us, don't make excuses for your goals. If you have a goal, do it. Plain and simple. And I know that might seem a little alarming where you're like, well, there's grace. Of course there's grace. But if you're sitting here at the end of the year frustrated that maybe you didn't reach XYZ goal, if you're saying, oh my gosh, my relationship with the Lord really suffered this year. You being stuck at home didn't change that. Just because you couldn't go into a church didn't change that. It was that you chose not to do the work yourself. So I know that's a little bit of tough love. But as I was doing some reflecting on my year and I was like, it was 2020. That's why that didn't happen. No. Uh-uh. Taylor, that's not a good enough reason. So you, we get so stuck on these ideas that you need a gym to work out. You need to go out to meet people. You need to be in church to hear from the Lord. When that's not true. There are so many things. We think that everything is so constrained by our environment. And it's just all about you to make it happen. So make it happen for yourself this year. This year has taught us more than ever that we can do more with less. Okay? 
We can do more with less. So this is your hype up. Whoever's listening, wherever you are, you're in the car, you're on a jog, maybe you're on a bike ride, maybe you're cleaning your room. I don't know what you're doing. You can do more with less. So be encouraged that this year, no matter what happens, we don't even care if another pandemic comes and hits us. Please, Lord, don't let that happen. But we don't care because we are fully prepared to handle this year. So now what? You're probably sitting there thinking, okay, Taylor, that all sounds really great. We're going to push ourselves. We're going to do all the things. What do we do now? My encouragement is to take this year with a grain of salt. Take a breath. Don't go into it being like, this is going to be my best year yet and have these really high expectations. Bring the expectations down. Maybe set medium to low expectations and then let the year happily surprise you. That would be my suggestion. You need to release the expectations that this will be the best year ever. It's expectations that crush you. It's expectations that made this year so awful that we had we'd never expected that. So release the expectations. Remember to be gentle with yourself while setting goals. Don't go, I accomplished nothing in 2020, so I'm not going to set all of these really impossible, overambitious, impossible-to-achieve goals. Don't do that. I'm not... As a goal-setting person, I'm being very cautious of how my goals are being set. Only set goals that make sense for you. Don't get crazy. If you have never worked out a day in your life, don't say that you're going to go to the gym every day for the entire year. That's literally crazy, and you're going to burn out, and then that's why you're not successful. So you need to set reasonable goals. And by the way, New Year's is not the only time that you can set goals for the year. You can set a goal for the month. So January, it could be your first month of like wanting to get in the word. Like don't set the goal that for this year you're going to read the Bible every day and then January 5th you forget and you're like, "Well, there goes that." Don't do that. Go Jan- I don't read my Bible at all, let's say, the hypothetical. I I don't touch my Bible. So in January, I'm going to choose to pick up my Bible 10 times. That's a much easier goal, okay? And then when you achieve it, you're going to feel really good about yourself. And then you're going to get to February and be like, I'm going to pick up my Bible 15 to 20 times. And then slowly but surely, you're going to start building habits and there aren't going to be these huge, 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 huge unachievable goals. And when you do these daily goals and you miss a day, you get so discouraged. Don't do that, especially if you're starting from scratch. If you're someone that maybe is inconsistent in whatever goal you're trying to make, then maybe make that goal, but just be aware of who you are and the kind of goal that you're making. Last but not least, enjoy your year. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen, but I can promise you that I'm going to enjoy this year and I'm going to love people well. That's my first thing. That's what you need to take with you is love others well in this year and take care of yourself. You do those two things. If those are your two goals, you're going to have a good year. Lastly, be encouraged or challenged to think less of how you will make your year great and instead think of how you can do that for others. I think when we get so obsessed with this, my best year and I'm going to do this and this is how I'm going to do it and I'm going to get this leadership position and I'll definitely have a boyfriend by March and I'll definitely do these things. No, think about different ways that you can bless other people and think it'd be a much better, my relationship with Susie is going to grow and my quiet time with the Lord is going to get better. And just think of different ways where it's not so me, 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 I, I, I focused, 
and think of others. Because then, once again, you're releasing these I expectations and you're you're putting a more community mindset on your year, which I think in general will help you hopefully have your best year yet, okay? I literally love you guys. I hope you have had a good 2020. I know it's hard to say. I want to encourage you guys to go and write down even your top three things that happened in 2020. I'm definitely going to do an Instagram story challenge graphic. Please go to my Instagram at she's going places podcast and go on there and there'll be a story template and I would love for you to fill it out and tag me. I'm going to repost every single one that tags me, but go there and share the top three things that have happened for your year that are positive. And then when you're sharing them, you're going to be helping share and express positivity to all of your followers. And then hopefully that will encourage them to sit down, reflect, and do the same. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great new year. Thank you for 2020. Thank you for being literally the best group of people to listen to a podcast ever. Thank you for supporting me on this little journey. I'm so excited for 2021. I'm so excited for the episodes I'm going to get to bring you guys. I seriously love you all. Please go follow. Please go DM me. Reach out to me. Talk to me. I would love to talk to you guys. If you've been listening, please, please, please go down below. Leave us five stars. Leave a review. It's the only way that I know that you guys are loving the episodes. So please go do that if you haven't done that. And I'll see you guys in 2021. Okay. Bye. Love you.